Are you ready to become toxic person proof? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah. Have you ever had someone in your house who thought they could tell you what to do? or tell your kids what to do, or control things, and that person didn't even live there. I am here with Sasha, and she is going to be telling us all about what to do in that situation. How are you, Sasha? I'm living my best life. How are you doing? Oh, I am. It's a beautiful day here, so (laughs) it is a beautiful day here. It looks pretty at your place, too. I can see here. Is that a lemon (laughs) tree behind you? It, It is. It is. Yep. Ah, I love lemons. I wore my lemon shirt for you. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Well, Sasha, tell people, before we get into this conversation, tell people a bit about what you do. Absolutely. So hi, everybody. I'm excited to be here. I am Sasha Morozov. I'm a former executive. I'm a master level trained clinician. I'm a mother of two boys, and I'm the founder of Sasha X Home, where I work with moms who are killing it at the office, but feel like they're feeling at home to have more time, less stuff, and systems to create a peaceful life. Awesome. So part of a system to have a peaceful life is to have a sense of control over that system and not have someone sabotaging it, right? Uh, Do you want to talk a bit about that? Yes, absolutely. So one of the things that I do in my work is we work on relationships because, you know, when you come home, one of the things you're walking into, not just your physical home, but also the family that's there or the family might be lingering or trying to be in that space as much as possible. So it really comes down to, okay, well, when you're there, how can you truly be you, be authentic you, and also be able to kind of shut the door on everybody else that wants to kind of be in that room and let your family just be your family as well. Mm -hmm. And it's all a conversation about boundaries, right? You know, your work and boundaries between work life and home life, your boundaries between this is my house, these are my rules, this is not your house. (laughs) I mean, it's all a part of that conversation, right? Yes. And what I find is so interesting is that, you know, I work with amazing women that are like, top level career, doing great, direct level, whatever it may be, they come home, but they feel like just because they're the first time mothers, right? That they should be taking their mother-in-law's advice or their mother's advice or other people's advice. They don't feel as confident in terms of raising their children or what choices or what activities to put them in. And they're always looking for this outside help. When I come in and I say, hey, you have these amazing skills. Look at how well you're doing in your career. Let's kind of make sure we transfer some of those skills at home. What would you be doing if this was a work situation? You wouldn't run to everybody to ask, should I do this? Should I do that? You'd make the decision, you know? So it really comes down to, okay, how can you step into and making sure that it matches because you're doing well at work. So let's make sure you're doing well at home and be just as confident. So I use that a lot in my work too. And the idea of that strength-based healing in my situation with Wondrous Woman, and your uh, strength-based decision-making, right? So I love what you're talking about. Like, you would never do that at work because you would be seen as incapable, not confident, you know. Um, So how do you help women make that switch and that shift? 
Yeah, absolutely. So when I work with women, now what we we go through kind of like the process and the four-step process is really looking at yourself first. Where is this coming from? Because a lot of times that it's easy to kind of work your way up in a career. You kind of have like a playbook almost, right? Because it's like you're first here, then you need to do this, to then you manage people and you research and you get taught on how to manage. And think about it, as working women, we do a lot of like education on how to be the best manager or we go to conferences and all of this stuff. But how much education do we do at home about how to how to parent right, about how to take care of the house, how to take care of ourselves even, right? So it's kind of first understanding that we need to give this effort, okay? This isn't just, it's okay that for some people, yes, it's natural, but for some others, most others, it's not natural. So first looking at yourself and seeing what, where are kind of the gaps in what you're understanding and what and how do we fill those in? Is it the parenting style? Is it the boundaries? Is it just stepping in and saying, this is my house. I need to shut everybody out because we need to get a handle. Is it the unbalanced responsibility? And what I found more than anything, it's honestly the pressure we put on ourselves. We put so much more of the pressure on ourselves than anything else. So walking through, first looking at the self, then understanding where the gap is, then kind of filling in of what skill needs to kind of creep in there and understanding and being being a learner, being able to say, okay, I'm not that great at this. Sasha, let's work together. Let's talk about this. So that way I can try it. And then we can adjust as we go. So it's really just this process of kind of like an art and building habits is one of the biggest things in there. And understanding that, you know, things take time, right? And you know, is you work with women all the time as well, that things take time. There's no, just like there's not this overnight success, you don't start from the front line and end up at the C-suite. You don't start from, you know, yelling all day, every day. And then the next day, you're just this happy stuffer wife, you know? Well, I love that. And I liked what you mentioned about the playbook. And so I think that so many women are really good at following the rules. And so if we know what the rules are, we can stay in those lines and do that really well. But setting boundaries within your home, making sure someone doesn't infiltrate your decision making, there's n- it's kind of going outside the rules, right? You know? Yes, and we're and a lot of times we're talking about family here, and that's so tough because especially if you've been kind of maybe not in the best family dynamic as you were growing up, you're now maybe repeating subconsciously some of those things onto your own children, or you're still the child in the relationship. And that because you're the child, you were thinking, oh, I can't step up because I'm, you know, she knows better and she's, she's, you know, raised four kids or whatever. But the thing is that I try to point out is that who's, who has control over your life then? You know, who's in the driver's seat? Because, and what is it costing you? I think that's the other thing is that I constantly have heard stories about mother-in-laws and this, and, you know, the, the, the wife feels that, you know, she's come into this family and she wants to please. She wants to please everybody. She wants her mother. Who doesn't want their mother-in-law to love them? You know, she comes in and she is a good person and she is a good match for the son. And, you know, as time goes on, things kind of don't see eye to eye and that's okay. You know, and I kind of talk about the 
would you let this happen in the workplace? Just to kind of bounce it back of like where people, some women feel more confident, right? So would you let it happen? And then outside of boundaries of just what is it costing you just emotionally? You know, that Thanksgiving dinner, if you're thinking about a week before, oh my God, we have to go. Oh my God, your mother is going to say this. Oh my God, da, 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 da. then how can you, how can you take control over that situation? Maybe the first year you don't just not go because that will cause a whole rift, but maybe you say, you know what, can we go for two hours? Let's, let's make a pact. Let's have a plan in place before we're there. You know, and I need you to back me up if your mother says X, because I don't want to get in a situation. You know, all of these kind of little things that we could practically start to practice to make sure that we're we're being authentic to who we are. Right. And being realistic. Right. You're not just going to first year just not go. But setting some of that, taking some control over situations where you feel like you can actually be yourself. You know, and then it's like muscle building, right? I mean, when you think about going to the gym, you're not going to have, you know, most girls don't want to have huge biceps, but you're not going to have huge biceps the first like time you go to the gym. And I think we can give ourselves such grace as women to say, you know, I'm building that muscle of putting in more boundaries. I'm building that muscle of taking back control of my own life. I'm building that muscle of setting a timeline around two hours versus I'm either good at this or I'm terrible at it. Yes. And just being proactive. I think more than anything, we are so busy. We put so much pressure and stress and activities and commitments and this and that on ourselves. We play so many roles. We play so many caretaker roles. We're the work. We're at the, at the job. We're at home, the mother, the wife, the person that signs up for like participant slips, the person that packs snacks for the whole soccer team. But there's so many responsibilities all the time. So it's just being proactive about what part of that do you enjoy and what part are you okay letting go you know and how do you how do you come into who you are because that is honestly a mission that I'm on for this journey which is just really making sure women love who they are at home is that they come home they feel like this is my sanctuary this is my space this is my family this is my life that I get to build Versus kind of what I see is just the runaround, we constant runaround, you know, and trying to do this, trying to do that, which is great, but how long could it last, you know? So yeah, leading into burnout. Well, I saw, I am obviously super like empowering women and I had a jealous moment today. It was super unusual. I was like, huh, what? did this pop up on in my life today? And there was this mom and uh, she's always at every event. She's always at this. And I saw her kids project and she had built this like castle. Of, I, I, I can't even imagine how long it took. And I was like, never in a thousand years would I ever do that. Never would it look like that if I tried to do that. I mean, it was just not even in my realm of possibility. And I, I it was very ugly in me what kind of popped up and I kind of went well that mom's probably not good at this and I was like whoa Sarah like whoa 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 you know hey you know where are you going in in that reasoning and it doesn't happen often but it happened today before this conversation so I'll be honest and say that and I don't you know when my daughter grows up I I really doubt she's going to say I wish you built more school projects for me 
Yes, I I couldn't agree a hundred percent. I'm the same way. I'm not artistic, and I'm okay with it. That's the thing. It's just guys, let's let go. Let's be okay with who we are. I know my strengths. That's fine. I'm gonna go to the mom and be like, "Girl, props to you. I would never do that." And you know what? My child's gonna still be fine. My child's still gonna survive. If they come home, they're like, oh, but Gracie's mom did, did it. I'd be like, that's great for Gracie's mom. Let's call her next time you have a project. And that's it, just let it roll off. But it takes time to get there, right? Like we all see the picture perfect moms, right? Or who we think are the picture perfect. And you know, that's, that's great for them. Maybe they're succeeding in that. But at the same time, that's what I say about who are you? Who are you at the core? Do you want to spend? Here's the thing is at the end of the day, do you want to spend 10 hours building that project? That's not what I heard from your voice. You're okay with the fact that you didn't spend 10 hours building a project. And if it is, and if you are that mom, if you are Casey's mom, Stacey's mom, whoever, you know, that did the project, amazing. I hope you felt joy out of it because if not, then let's reevaluate, you know? Yeah, if that's those types of moms, whenever they find that thing with their child, I this morning when I was taking my son to school, we were like singing and making up these silly songs and whistling Imagine Dragons and all this kind of stuff. And most people would be like, I do not want to whistle Imagine Dragons at 730 in the morning. And he and I are just bebopping along. You know, so we all have different ways of connecting with our kids. But when we can like take off the pressure of comparing ourselves to how everyone else connects with their kids Mm -hmm. and think about, uh, you know, our creating those own special moments in our life, it can. And that's what they'll remember. That's really what they'll remember. They'll remember and think about how much happier your child is walking into school when you're doing something you guys both enjoy. I'm not gonna lie, I try to put on morning affirmation, like kid morning affirmations as we drive my kids to school. And my kid literally just says the opposite. It's like, I am confident. And he's like, I am not confident, you know? And it's like, that's something I think would be helpful. Clearly, maybe not so much for him, but at the same time, that's okay. We tried and I've been trying. I will not give up on that one, but that's a different story. But you know, it's just, how are we setting up for our children? How are we, what example are we showing them? Because if we're talking to our partner, like, oh my God, Casey's mom spent so much time. They did this project and da, 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 da. our kids are right there. They're seeing that and they're thinking, oh, maybe should, should, my, should we be doing that too? We don't need to put extra thoughts into our kids' heads that aren't there just because we may be kind of struggling with something. Well, and we forget. I think sometimes we kind of think it's a one way. And so whatever I do for my daughter, she's going to think she has to do for her kids. And if I am completely stressed out, all the time miserable, thinking I have to spend 10 hours on a school project that the child's supposed to do, not me. like. Right. I mean, you know, all those sorts of things like that's pressure that she's going to have to repeat in her life or struggle with the guilt of not living up to what her mother did for her. We kind of forget that piece. Right. We kind of think, oh, it's like just giving to our kids. And it's like, well, you're also giving them an expectation of maybe what will end up being unrealistic. And that's literally why the first thing we do is focus on self, you know, because then we look at where did you learn this from? 
And is this more societal? Is this about the shoulds? Like, well, I should do that project. I should, my kids should be in 10 different activities. I don't care for my kid to be in 10 different activities. Just because he's not learning piano like I was forced to when I was little, he'll still be fine, all right? That's kind of my motto is that they'll be fine. Guys, they'll just be fine, you know? But they'll enjoy they'll enjoy their life. And that's all that we can ask for. We are so privileged in so being able to give so many opportunities to our children. But when those opportunities kind of turn more, not into toxic, but just turn into more responsibilities, more, you know, we got to run pressure. around, we got to do this. We gotta, yes. When that pressure starts to kind of you know, go past the line that you set for yourself, that's when we really got to look and see, is this worth it? You know, and it goes, and I honestly talk about this, which is, it all goes back to the values. What is your family value? Okay. If your family values basketball and dropping your kid off every day for two hour basketball practice, gymnastics practice, that's great. Own it. That's what your family values. But if that's not what they value, and you're begrudgingly like, oh, yeah, really, da, da, da. that's where I come in. And I'm saying, well, why is this a pain point for you? And do you have to do it? Like, let's figure it out. Can somebody else do it? Can you just drop off instead of sitting there visibly for two hours? Who hasn't sat there at like some activity as a parent, you know, like just on the phone, like, okay, when is this class over? When is this class over? Because they might be a little bit younger, right? Like, it doesn't have to be that way. We, uh, we should honor our time. Well, Sasha, I am honored that you have been here with our time today. Can you tell people where they can find out more about you? Absolutely. For any working mom that is listening, head over to my website, SashaXHome.com and grab five steps to come home happy as a freebie. So that way, when you're just getting home, you could already start your day in the right way. Awesome. And Sasha, thank you for helping us on our journey to becoming toxic person proof. Of course. Thanks for having me. Are you loving the toxic person proof podcast? Don't forget to check out the book, Becoming Toxic Person Proof. Clear the confusion and learn to trust yourself again. Available on Amazon and wherever books are sold. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I know that there was something that you can take away to help you get past the past, get real about the present, or get serious about your future. And if I did my job, then hopefully it will help you with all three. If you are not in my Facebook group, Finding Love and Success After a Toxic Relationship, then consider this your personal invitation from me. I'm there live. There's tons of support. And most importantly, tons more information to help you on your journey to become toxic person proof.